Oh, this should be an interesting podcast today. <laughs> I've got so many people emailing me the last 24 hours about Harry and Meghan and more. I tell you what, I'm glad I'm actually speaking about these on the Unleashed podcast. Will I be kicked off the air for what I say today? Maybe. Maybe not. Let's have to wait and see. Welcome back, guys, once again to the Moor Army podcast. Uh, Welcome back to the Unleashed version of the podcast on this Thursday. (laughs) Two podcasts in two days. I don't know, I really... (laughs) This has been one of those weeks where I'm literally ready for the hills. I just haven't stopped, like literally have not stopped. But yes, guys, welcome back to the Moor Army podcast for another week. Welcome to the Unleashed edition of the podcast here on this cold... Lovely clear blue sky, but absolutely ball freezing Thursday morning here in the Moore household. I've decided to record the podcast this morning in my living room. So if you hear things on in the background, um, it's not my fault, whether it be my tumble dryer in the background going, it looks like it's about to fucking break dance across my kitchen floor for some reason, even though I had it repaired there a few weeks ago. I don't know what's going on with it. Um, but yes, welcome back. I'm a wee bit more awake than what I was yesterday when I recorded yesterday's podcast. Um, it was supposed to be released on Tuesday, but it was released yesterday instead. If you want to go and check it out, it's still available on Apple Music, Spotify, and if you're listening to this podcast also on YouTube, it's available on previous videos on the YouTube channel as well. Well, <laughs> what um, my Instagram inbox has went mental this morning. I did say to you yesterday, I asked you, I put it on social media yesterday, the Facebook fan page, also my Instagram asking you to send me questions about this Harry and Meghan situation going on. Now, they've released this morning at 8am this morning, UK time, their new Netflix documentary series. Everybody's like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But our people are kind of like, are you for fucking real? Like, I'm not even going to watch that crap. Um, <laughs> I asked you to send me questions. And my God, have you sent me questions? Like, seriously. And I've been doing a bit of research this morning about this documentary. Do you know something? We have Netflix in our house, and I only watch it very, very rarely. It's more Brooke and Lewis that watch Netflix than what I do. But I was sitting this morning, when I got up this morning with Brooke and Lewis, and I switched on the television, and all I seen on every news channel was, Harry and Megan, Harry and Megan. It was like, I'm going to have a look at that. So how we quick Jeffy Jig at the start of it to see what the crack is. So, But I'll be talking about that shortly, guys, so stay tuned for that. Um, I've also want to talk about a bit of an update on the NHS situation with hospitals. Saw a few stories floating around the news last night and this morning, which is kind of making me still a bit cross about the whole situation about getting treatment and whatever else. So it's doing my head in. So just thought I'd talk about that today as well. And obviously answer some of your questions too and whatnot. So um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one today. I'll try, I'll try my best to not be too unleashed. So I am. Um, so just feeling a bit frustrated this morning after all the. The, the nonsense that I've saw online this morning. Ah, well, sure. It's on these podcasts, isn't it? It's fun. This is the fun one. This is the fun day of the week. 
Before I continue on with the podcast, guys, if you're new to the Morami podcast, just want to do my housekeeping chores I like to call every week here on the show, where I obviously fill you in how you can get in touch with us, etc. Um, if you're new to the Morami podcast for the first time, if you're listening to us on Apple Music, Spotify, or on YouTube, whatever way you're listening to the podcast, and you'd like to get in touch with the show, which a lot of you do on a regular basis, thank you very much for that. I do appreciate it. Um, you can drop us an email um, whether you want to talk about something, or you've got a subject you want to bring up, or anything in particular you want to talk about, whether it be I don't know, a birthday request or a, a subject you want to bring up or you want to say happy anniversary to someone or whatever it is you want to talk about, uh, drop me an email, Podcast at yahoo.com. Also, if you're available on the world of social media, which a lot of you out there are nowadays, sometimes it does my head in, but again, it's a way for me to communicate with my audience. Um, you can check us out on the Facebook fan page, which is Murami YouTube. Um, go over there and drop a like on that page for me. I do appreciate it. And if you want to contact me directly for the podcast or in general, you want to talk to me about anything at all to do with our vlogs or anything at all, Instagram is the best way to get in touch with me, which is official Matthew Moore on Instagram. And the main source before I continue on, this is the big the main Murami hub, which by the way, I was confirmed last night that the mobile version should be fixed before the end of the weekend. Fingers crossed. And we're going to be adding Lewis's videos to the, the, the website too as well. Uh, more now available on the Murami website, which is murami.co.uk. You can get all your merchandise, which would be your Christmas merchandise, hoodies, t-shirts, you name it, we've got it. Uh, even selling Christmas shopping bags. For all you ladies out there who want to go and do your shopping, or men want to go out and do your Christmas shopping. One of those heavy-duty, sturdy shopping bags with a handle and stuff on it that you can throw over your shoulder or you can carry, whatever you want to do it. It's a very good bag, actually. So it is. I had actually had an email the other day from uh, a gentleman who bought one, and he said it's great because when he goes in to buy all his cleaning products and stuff like that, there in one of the local stores and whatever else, he fills the bag up with the Moor Army, not the Christmas one, the Moor Army one, shopping bag. He said he loves it. Strong, sturdy, can hold a lot of items in it, so you can go and check out it too. Uh, but we do have released the Christmas uh, merchandise, which you can get all your Moor Army podcast, Moor Army YouTube channel, Christmas merchandise. Hoodies, t-shirts, you name it for men, women and children. And you can normally get it delivered within about three days, four days, working days here in the UK. And if you are abroad, you'll probably get it within about a week or so. Because the delivery is quite quick. So get it in now before Christmas. So, moorarmy.co.uk. That is the main website for the Moor Army. So, you want to go and check it out, you certainly can. Right. Where should I start? What have I been up to since the last time I spoke to you? All those magical 24 hours ago. <laughs> Do you know something? You're probably going to laugh at this. I was talking about this the other day in the podcast, Christmas trees and Christmas. Thing. A lot of you have been contacting me about Christmas. Um, <laughs> Christmas is just around the corner, guys, and I can't believe it already. It's just absolutely insane, the fact that Christmas is just around the bloody corner. Now, we sit here and speak on this Thursday morning, and because Brooke has been away and Lewis and I have been away so much, any, all three of us haven't hardly been at home lately, and we haven't had any time to fix our Christmas tree. I, I religiously put my Christmas tree up on the 1st of December. And as we move into this Thursday morning, we're actually going to do it today, after I record this podcast today, when the kids get home from school. We just haven't, we haven't been here. So we, haven't, we just haven't been here the last few weeks, because Brooke's been away. Brooke was away over the weekend, or so she was. And, uh, you know, she was gone there, away watching a concert there on Monday night with her friend Grace in Belfast. So, you know, it's just... And I, obviously, Lewis and I have been away at weekends, and been away to football, and... I haven't been hardy home, but it's just been like, wow, we need to get our Christmas tree up. So we are doing it today. 
and we're going to do a, a vlog today for it as well. And just as I start talking to you, it sounds like there's been men outside my house. So yes, the, the men came to my street and they emptied the bins. I'm sure you can probably hear the lorry in the background here. Yep, probably can't hear it in the background. So I was sitting thinking to myself this morning, it's been day today, so to record the podcast downstairs or just go into the normal wee spot that I record it and just sit and record it, there's no sound. But I thought, no, it's will downstairs. And then I realised after I pushed the start button on the record, I thought, yeah, the bin men's about to come out soon. And you can probably hear them outside my house right now. I'll move the mic right here and see if you can hear them. I don't know why you can hear them or not, can you? Right outside my house, empty the bins. Nice guys. I used, to, I used to hang around with one of them years ago when I was a kid. Um, so I'll talk to you if you can probably hear that banging in the background. I apologise. Um, but yeah, we're getting our Christmas trip today. A bit late this year than normal. But just, I was even sending to Brooke this morning before she left for school. Be Brooke, I haven't hardly seen you, darling, in like two weeks. You've either been away at night after school or whatever with all these after school stuff you're doing. You're away with your boyfriend or you're working. And you come in, say hello for five minutes, and then you're going to bed. I see her in the morning for like five minutes, and then she's away. So I said to her today, right, listen, we're going to spend time today. After I finish recording the podcast this morning, we're going to get up in the attic and pull all the stuff down. And we're going to decorate the living room for all it takes an hour of our time. You know what I mean? We don't go all like crazy like some people do, like mum and dad, for example. If you haven't saw that vlog from the other day, last, last Sunday, go and check it out. Mum and dad's got her whole, outside their whole house decorated. Yeah. So... We would put stuff up around outside our house, but where we live, um, there, all I can be totally honest with you, there's a lot of wee fucking trolls around here who decide to rip people things out of people's gardens, and I would refuse to put stuff in my garden because I know for a fact that there's a lot of local scumbags around here would probably lift the stuff out of your garden. So that's the reason why I don't put like big lights and stuff in my in my actual garden itself. Around the outside of the house, maybe, but not out in the garden because there's a lot of assholes around here who would just literally lift stuff out of your garden and not have any remorse about it. So, uh, the street that I live in, you do see more in a certain part of the street with all lights leading towards the main road area, which is a main sort of carriageway not too far from where I live. People live away, away on up the street from where we live and it's okay, but where we live you get a lot of wee fucking rogues going through at the weekends and whatever else and I wouldn't want to spend all that money on things for little scumbags to come around and actually lift stuff out of my garden. So, yeah, that's why I don't do that. So, I don't know if you're probably thinking to yourself, oh, but that's stupid. No, I'm actually being fucking serious because I've had stuff lifted out of my garden before because uh, people think they're funny. Oh, there's Matthew Moore's house. Let's go and wreck his house and fucking lift shit. So, no, nah, don't think so. By the way, yes, I don't sort of go all crazy at Christmas anymore. I used to when it was a bit sort of... The kids were a bit younger, but now we're sort of older, and the kids are older now, and okay, don't get me wrong, we'll put our tree and all up, and with our decky, decorations and all our deckies, as Lewis calls them sometimes. Um, we uh, don't go all out as mad as what we used to, but we do decorate our house, obviously, to a standard. Um, but it's going to be done today, thank God. Moving on. Guys, <laughs> I've asked you for emails from yesterday, and a lot of these have been getting in touch with me. And about this whole Harry and Meghan situation. And a lot of people have asked me what my views on it all are, what my views on it is. And I'll be completely honest with you. I don't want to put this in a way where like people come slating then at me and going, Oh, but you don't know what you're talking about. Um I see a lot of people online saying, Oh, we feel so sorry for them. You know, oh, poor Megan. 
blah, blah, blah. But on the other side, majority of people actually, like myself, on the other side of the fence would be like, what a fucking drama queen. Megan, and I'll be honest with you, even before she met Harry, was a drama queen. She's an actress. And I personally think she's a prima donna and she's full of herself. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, she obviously married into the royal family, which is a big thing. Because once you marry into the royal family, you're basically married into the royal family. And you'll always be linked to the royal family for life, no matter what. Because even if you get divorced from your partner from the royal family, you'll still always be linked to them because you were married to your royal. But it's just the fact that they're going around at the minute... Oh, these fucking egos and you know people are saying all these have all their different opinions on it and they're saying oh feel sorry for them don't feel sorry for them blah 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 they brought it a podcast what's the brought it only one fucking episode of and there's me sitting in a fucking a house in northern ireland recording two podcasts a week and they're sitting on their ass and can't even record like take an hour of their day to record a podcast, which they sign a contract for, by the way, with Spotify and get paid millions for it. And now they've released this Netflix documentary series, which was released this morning here in the UK. And people are going fucking boogaloo online about it. And they're saying, oh, this documentary, I feel so sorry for them. But then majority of people are kind of like, well, you kind of brought this on your fucking self when you're walking around like drama queens and thinking the world spins around you and it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Like, you, you were married in the royal Now, okay, Harry wants to protect his family from all the, the paparazzi, as they're called, and things they've gotten. Prefers a lot of privacy and stuff like that, which I completely understand. That is a 100% thing. But just the way the two of them are getting on at the minute, and I think their egos are huge. They've now walked away from the royal family. Harry doesn't want nothing to do with them. But you hear all these mixed stories in the media... What exactly is the truth? They've brought this documentary out on Netflix, which I watched the first five minutes of this morning. And to be quite honest with you, for what I've seen, I don't think I'm actually going to watch the rest of it, to be quite honest with you. Now, a lot of people out there probably won't like what I have to say about that. But at the end of the day, it's not my personal thing to go, choice to go and watch. It's like I always tell the fucking haters on my channel, if you don't like me, just switch off. Just don't watch it. I mean, I'm not a hater of them. I just think that they're, they're especially Megan... Megan has Harry under the thumb and she's got him fucking whipped and she's got him the way she wants him to be and I completely understand that he did say you know he, the paparazzi tortured his mum now I'll be honest with you I loved his mum his mum was a beautiful lady she was so kind hearted and she was a, a, a princess she was a proper princess you know she was the people's princess simple as everybody loved her okay you know, she was married to Charles and there was a whole controversy about, you know, her being married to him, why he was apparently going with his current wife, Camilla, behind her back and the whole thing. And then this interview thing as well about the Martin Bashir interview. My, I have my opinion on it, guys. And honestly, I, in my opinion, and I'm going to be totally honest with you, in my view is if she had not done that interview with Martin Bashir for the BBC, which she was talked, in my opinion, was roped into, she wouldn't have lost her royal security and she would have never get into that car that night in Paris. That's my opinion on it. And if you disagree with me, that's completely your decision. But that's my that's my view on it. I know obviously she's with your man, the guy from Dodie's son or Dodie L5, whatever you call him, I can't remember the guy's name at the moment, right next to my head's a blank. 
But the guy she was with, okay, people say, like, oh, no, she was with him and blah, 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 blah. No, listen, that interview was the start of it. That little fucking weasel, Martin Bashir, who, in my opinion, should be in jail, especially for his recent actions as well. Um, the way he tricked the princess into doing that interview and typical weasel. He's just a wee weasel. And uh, I've watched that interview back last year and it was just so cringy. And that girl went through a lot, and it's my opinion that if she hadn't have done that interview, she probably would have still been here today. That's my opinion on it. And I could be wrong. You may think I'm full of shit, and you may think call me out on it and send me an email and go. Well, that's your choice, but that's my that's my view on it. But now I understand where Harry's coming from, where he wants to protect his family from the media and all that. I understand that completely. Williams the same. I saw a video online where William was confronting a paparazzi who was following him and William then picked up the phone and was trying to ring a security to get rid of these people. And I understand when you're a royal, you are followed everywhere. Whether you're the king, queen, princess, whatever the fuck you are, you are followed everywhere by paparazzi on a daily basis. Okay, to extent, you would like your privacy, which I completely understand. But at the end of the day, it's part of the life of being a part of the royal family. You know what I mean? No matter no matter where you go, whether you're doing a royal visit or you're doing something, there's going to be a, a camera somewhere. You know what I mean? And I understand to a certain degree where there's time for privacy and whatever else and there shouldn't be cameras around. And sometimes paparazzi can be a little bit too much up on your face and follow you to the extreme, which I understand. But the fact is that I understand Harry wants to protect his his family from all that, which I completely understand 110%, and I agree with that. But I feel once he met Meghan, it all changed. He's not the same person anymore. Now, we all know Harry had a an adventurous youth, as we all saw years ago with his antics that he was up to and stuff, and he served in the military along with his brother and whatever else. And we know the story about his party lifestyle when he was younger and all that there, but... No angel. We're all no angels. We've all got a history. We've all got a past. We've all, some of us out there all have baggage, etc., etc. But at the end of the day, you know, at the minute, I think this whole Harry and Meghan thing is being blown out of proportion. And a lot of people are sort of split. But more people are, for what I've seen lately, the likes of online and in the news and whatever else, people are sort of going like, what the fuck's going on with these two? Like, why are they trying to draw attention to themselves? And, is it all for drama? I, I personally think if Harry was not with her, he would still be doing his royal duties, he'd still be a royal, he'd be still... The, 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 obviously, he's, he's grew up since his, his young days and things like that. He's obviously matured and whatever else. But it'd still be in the royal family. And the fact that he discarded his own family for her is kind of like, what the fuck? Like, Harry, seriously? You know, you're a royal, you should be doing your royal duties. Okay, he stepped away in, what was it, t- early 2020? You know what I mean? And even watching about the Queen's funeral and stuff, it was kind of like, uh. But this documentary apparently comes out and shows you all the stuff behind the scenes that people don't know and all this stuff. But again, do you really believe everything's in a documentary? Do you really believe everything's going to be in that documentary? And, you know, my opinion is, Megan, was it Markle or whatever the hell her name is, or whatever her name is, I, I just call her Megan the drama queen. And that's my opinion on the knowledge that I won't like it. I don't know. I, I, just my opinion. You all have your opinion. I've got my opinion. I, I think personally she's got Harry like 
not 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 on under the thumb or whatever. Well, could you say under the thumb? I don't know. But again, even before, like I watched the first five ten minutes of it this morning, and you seen them sitting on the sofa and they were showing her an interview where she was sitting doing an interview with some low budget TV show, and she was all like, "Oh my god, hi, look at me, the world spins around me." Hi. And then the girl goes, "Who do you choose, Harry or Harry or William?" Um, that's a hard question right now. Mm, yeah. And I just looked at it, and that was just like cringe. And then she looked at Harry and said, "Oh, see, I choose you." <laughs> really? I just can't stand drama queens. And I don't. I personally, guys, I don't believe everything that I read in the press, everything I see in a paper or on the news, whatever. Especially the BBC, I don't believe anything that comes out of that because stories and drama make money. Simple as. Man, I work in media. I know what it's like. <laughs> it's stories sell papers and stories sell whatever makes money. I mean, it makes the press and the paparazzi money. But a part of this documentary series is going to show you the real Harry and Meghan. Am I going to watch it? Hell no. I've, I, I can't. I just after watching her and just seeing the way she gets on. Now, on the other side of the Royals, you look at William and Kate, and they're completely the opposite. They're they're never home. They're always out visiting people and meeting people, and they've been over here a couple of times as well, and I could talk about this all day, but I'm not going to. But at the end of the day, a lot of you have been getting in touch with me about this and giving me your views on it and what you think. And to be quite honest with you, you know, I don't want to seem too... I don't, want, I don't want to get myself wild up to the point where I'm, I'm fucking ranting here on the podcast. You know what I mean? It's just, I think that Megan is a drama queen. And Harry could do better with himself. But again, you know, you can't help who you fall in love with. But I've just been doing a bit of research here. And I'm just about to pull it up here in front of me now on my laptop here this morning. The, the, obviously read out what certain journalists have been putting out this morning. Just obviously, just sort of gives you a bit of a background of obviously where, you know, and here's the one that made me laugh here. It says, why did Harry and Meghan leave the royal family? Now listen to this here. This is what they wrote this morning. Um, I'm not even going to tell you who actually wrote this here because there's no point. It says here, why did Harry and Meghan leave the royal family? The Duke and Duchess of Sussex were introduced as a mutual friend in 2016 and married in 2018. They stepped down as a senior royals in January 2020. It was right, 2020. At, this uh, at the time, they said they were angry about the media and frustrated with Buckingham Palace has stopped them developing their Sussex Royal brand. Brand? You're a fucking royal? Seriously? Other royals were said to be hurt. Well, understandable. Harry re re remained the prince, and the couple kept their Dutch and Duchess's Sussex titles, but are no longer addressed as his his or her royal highness. Keep your keep your titles for what reason then? If you want to be part of the royal family, then just leave. Ah. Uh. Well, obviously, everybody knows at the minute they live in California. And listen to this here. People ask as well, you know, where do they get their money and stuff like that? Here's the questions that have been answered. I read this this morning in one of the local uh, British newspapers this morning here. Online it says here, how do Harry and Meghan make their money? This is, this is just, ugh. Television and podcasts, which is the main one. This, uh, they're called the Sussexes. Sussexes? Trying to say out there after a few beers. <laughs> Media company, whatever they're called, says it's making a, a range, making a range of programs with Netflix, and also this says they're making 
money from their podcast on Spotify. Hello? How many podcasts have you fucking done? One? Last I checked, it was one. And I heard a whole controversy apparently Spotify are absolutely pissed at them because they haven't done more podcasts. Ugh. Now, here's the one that really annoyed me. And a lot of people have a different opinion on this here. And somebody actually emailed me about this here yesterday. The time they've done the interview on Oprah Winfrey. Now, she's normal. I've lost a lot of respect for over the pande- over the COVID nonsense. I don't even call it a pandemic anymore. Um, where she was, like, two-faced. Her and Whoopi Goldberg was another one, two-faced. Just be just giving my opinion on it. You know what I mean? They were just, oh, my God. They were all part of the fucking brainwashing system, I called it. But then again, they were the hierarchy. You know, we we preach to you, stay at home, wear a mask, blah, 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 blah. But then we're out fucking with our big Hollywood celebrities at parties and doing whatever the fuck we want. Why you are locked at home like animals? Uh, kiss my ass. I don't think so. But that interview they done with them, do you remember that? The controversy they got out of that whole interview as well? That was a whole big sort of, whoa, You know, I, I didn't even watch it all. I just watched clips of it off YouTube and I was fucking disgusted with it. But again... You know, where do you go with this conversation about these two? I mean, and people ask me all the time. I talk to friends and whatever else, and sometimes they get brought up in conversation. Like, you know, and people keep saying, like, do you think their marriage is going to last? Do you think they'll stay together forever? Um, I mean, is she with him just for the money and the fame and because he's a royal? Obviously, she's an actress and stuff like that. But it's, I know it makes me laugh, though. She goes on and on about fucking saving the environment and all this. Nice in an interview with her was it last year, and she was bragging all about you know traveling, uh, uh, eco friendly and pollution and all that there. But she's flying around the world on a fucking private jet. Makes no sense. And she's just uh, the second one's go to that cop. What is it? Twenty seven this year. Eco friendly, you know, pollution in the air, blah 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 blah. But they're all flying in their fucking private jets. So, think about that. Basically, they're slapping the face of normal people like you and I. So, but in closing, before I go into some of your emails about this here, uh, in fact, I've, I've picked out one particular email, which really, I don't know, it, it's just made me think. And I'm glad I'm doing this episode on the Unleashed version of the podcast because if I read this out on the normal podcast... Uh, people would not be happy, should we say. So, I've got one here. It's from Jane. And she says here, Hi, Matthew. Just wanted to drop an email to share my thoughts on Harry and Meghan. I truly believe... (laughs) Now, this is what she wrote. Don't quote me on this. This is what this person wrote. She believes that they killed Her Majesty by doing their media stunts. The stress they brought to the royal family struck her down in the prime of her life. Regardless of her age, she was a healthy woman until the fame-hungry Markle uh, came onto the scene. Those two should be banned from Great Britain permanently. Meghan should be banned from acting because she's awful. And Harry should be stripped of any military honours, medals, etc. he's earned. He may have served this great country, but he's now brought it to its knees. Hope the stress of this new scam they are pulling doesn't do the same to His Royal Highness King Charles. So, so, so disappointed in Harry, Diana would be scundered by her his son's actions, or sorry, her son's actions. 
Let me know what you think on the podcast, Jane. That's an interesting email, guys. They have brought a bit of a, a black mark to the family. Would you agree with that, guys? I, I agree with some of that. Not at all, but I agree with some of it. Most of it, actually. If he doesn't want to be part of the royal family, then let him go. Let him go. If he doesn't want to be part of it. And if he wants to live in, in, in California or wherever the fuck it is he lives, let him live out there. But I personally, I'll go back to what I said to you a few minutes ago, do I think their marriage is going to last? No. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. It may last for 30, 40, 50 years. I don't know. But I, I don't I feel sorry for him, but I don't feel sorry for him. I personally think he could do better for himself. But again, you know, this, this is what he, he's put himself into, and this is the the drama that he's been, he's got himself sucked into. And again, what I said to you, am I going to watch that documentary? Probably not. Am I going to read more about it? Probably all I'm going to see for the next few days now. More, more. And he says he wants to stay away from the media and the press and the drama and whatever. And then he goes out and releases a fucking Netflix documentary. Which is obviously then going to create a whole big frenzy and people are going to want to interview him about it and people want to talk to him more about it when he said he wants a private life away from all that nonsense and drama and all the stuff from the, the paparazzi and all that. And they're going to want to torture him more now because of what he's brought out in this documentary. Makes no fucking sense. But there you go. I don't know. It, it's It's... I'm trying to restrain myself, guys, about what I can say and what I can't say because I don't want to end up getting myself in a little bit of bother about what I have to say. But all in closing about this, all I can say is that I think personally she's a drama queen and she loves the attention and she just loves to be in, in charge. And I think Harry's a silly boy from walking away from the royal family. And don't get me wrong, I'm not an overly massive, massive fan of the royal family, especially some of the people who are in the family. Don't want to start dropping any names, Andrew. Um, <laughs> but you know, and I'm I'm not a massive fan of Charles. But recently, I have felt sorry for him because obviously he's lost his mum, and the Queen's passed away, and then her husband passed away not that long ago as well. And it's just been the Royals have been through a lot recently. You know, they've lost. You know, the Queen and her husband, and, and now obviously the whole thing with Charles now being King, and then obviously all this crap with fucking Harry and Meghan and. You know, I don't follow the royal family that much, to be quite honest. Um, but at the end of the day, if you have someone in your family that's drawing negativity, attention towards you, you obviously then don't bother with that member of the family, or you just say to them, if you want to be part of this family, well, in the way you fucking go. I'm going to live your life somewhere else. You know what I mean, guys? Because there's, there's even, i give you an example, there's members of my family who I never fucking see, who I never bother with. Because for a lot of reasons. But at the end of the day, if even not even just family, if people are involved in your life and they're negative and they're attracting and drawing bad attention to you and your family, would you really stick around with them? Fucking sure you wouldn't. But I want to read one more message here from Instagram. Here. Oh, it's fucking crazy. Guy here, Kobe. Kobe's from London. So he has it. He says that he attended the Queen's funeral. And all he heard was people were, dis- in amongst the crowd, was people were disgusted for what he's reading in his, in his message here. Kobe, hello Kobe, says, I was at, I attended the Queen's funeral in London and all I could hear was people talking how negative Harry and Meghan were and how disgusted he was 
with their actions in relation to their body language, etc. at the funeral when I watched it back when I got home after attending the funeral. A lot of people where I live in London are disgusted with their behaviour and feel that if Harry doesn't want to be part of the royal family, he should not be allowed back into Great Britain. Love the podcast. Love the videos. Take care, Matthew. Kobe from London. There you go. So people in London are even saying, you know, they, like Kobe said he attended the funeral. You know what I mean? And all he heard that day was people saying, oh no, they're fucking disgusting. He should be ashamed of himself. But then again, I get people all the time saying, you know, oh, I feel sorry for them. And But guys, listen, here's the thing, right? And this is the, I'm going to basically bottom line this, right? I completely understand where he's coming from when he says he wants to stay away to keep the paparazzi away from his private life, which I completely understand. If I was a big, big celebrity myself and I was getting followed by press and media, I would be the same. Okay, don't get me wrong, I would stop occasionally and say hello to them and give an update and stuff like that. You see people doing that all the time, like movie stars and whatever else, you know, stopping on like the street and doing interviews for TMZ or whatever and they just give a wee update, what are you up to these days, blah, 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 blah. That's fine. But again, you prefer your you like your privacy and all that. There, that's completely understand. But when you're out doing the shit that they're doing, and they're making podcasts and fucking Netflix dramas and all that, there, it's going to draw attention to you. It's like when someone makes a new movie, everybody wants to fucking talk to them. So they're like shooting themselves in the foot, if you know what I mean, in a way. So it doesn't make any fucking sense. But in closing, I personally think that Harry's made a mistake by marrying her. Again, I could be proven wrong. I don't know. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It, it's a whole big kerfuffle, and everybody's now online talking this morning about this fucking documentary series. I don't think I'm going to watch it. As I said to you guys, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Um, I've just, after watching that first 10 minutes, it was like pulling teeth. It's just her. I just don't think, and, and this is what I say to people who don't like me. If you don't like something, just fucking switch it off and move on. And that's what I, exactly what I'm doing. I don't want to watch it, so I'm going to switch it off. But guys, I'm going to, what I'm going to do over the next couple of weekend or so is I'm going to sit and I'm going to go through a lot of the messages you've sent me about that and I'm going to reply to you and have a couple of conversations with people off the podcast. So um, thank you everybody who has contacted me. But um, I don't know, I, I could go on about it all day, but I'm not going to because it's insane. <coughs> Excuse me, I think personally they're bringing on themselves. That's just my opinion. And no doubt after I release this podcast, people are going to come in and throw hate at me and all, and I really don't give a shit, to be honest, but, you know, I don't listen to haters anymore, I just laugh at them, no point feeding, feeding their ego for them, you know what I mean, sometimes I just, I just laugh and go, I dead on, whatever, like, but at the end of the day, you know, it's just like, I just, the likes of them too, when they come on the TV, I just switch it off, because I don't want to hear the drama, but I just wanted to hear what you guys thought about it, so, uh, Thanks to Jane and obviously Kobe there for sending messages and stuff like that. I've got a few on Instagram I'm going to go through and I've got a couple of emails I'm going to reply to over the weekend and whatever else. So if you get a reply back from me, obviously apologies I couldn't read it out in the podcast because, I don't know, it's just, they're, they're a fucking, they're, they're just, I think if Harry wasn't with her anymore, his life would be a lot better. But that's just my opinion on it. That's just my opinion on it. But at the end of the day, I don't know. I mean, I look back, I remember Harry and William when they were smaller and they were young and me growing up and watching them with their mum. You know what I mean? You all, Their mum, I mean, their mum fucking loved those two boys. I mean, they were her world. And I will always remember the morning when I woke up in 1997, that morning. That Sunday morning I woke up, I never forget it like it was yesterday. 
And I remember waking it up and, and switching my TV on in my bedroom and just seeing the car in that tunnel in Paris. And it was like, oh my God. Like that woman was an amazing lady. You know, the things that she done for back in them days, all the charity work she done, all the work she done for kids and all the stuff that she done. And it was just like, she loved those boys so much. And go back to what Jane said on her email, at the end of the day, you know, would she be really disappointed in Harry's actions right now? Me personally, I think she'd be on his ear telling him to wind his neck in. And when I, and the funny thing about it is, though, when I look at Kate and William, it reminds me of Diana and Charles. Because William's getting very like his, he is like his mum in a way, but then in some ways he's like his dad. But his wife, Kate, is just, she's a princess. Like, she is a princess. You know, she's just so humble. And I, I, I know people who met them in Carrick recently. They were over here in Northern Ireland in Carrick, Fergus. And everyone I knew from my Facebook and all stuff, posted my personal Facebook, they were posting videos and they'll meet them outside Carrick, Fergus Castle. And they said, every one that I seen posting stuff, every person said who met her said that she was an absolute angel. She was so pleasant and so friendly and she stopped to talk to people and even William. William is the same, you know, and that's where I think he is like his dad in a way, but he's not like his dad. He's more like his mum when it comes to meeting people. He's more friendly with her. You know, when he's been over here before, the two of them come over that time to Windsor Park, the IFA, had them over that time and they were visiting the National Stadium and stuff like that. And It's just, whenever they met them in Carrick Fergus recently, apparently they were so lovely and it wasn't even like a quick hello hello, like they always do. They were actually stopping and talking to people, asking them questions and things like that, which is great to see. You know what I mean? But, I don't know, it's just Harry and Meghan's a bit of a head-scratcher. And I think, personally, I think Harry should be better off without her. My opinion. Don't like it. Tough. That's my opinion. But anyway, guys, I'm going to get back to you all. I will, I promise you. Cross my heart, hope to die. Promise you on my Christmas tree. <laughs> I will get back to you over the next couple of days. I'll, I'll write emails back to you directly and I'll be coming back to you all on Instagram and Facebook, whatever else. So thank you for all your messages, guys. I really do appreciate it. Um means a lot to me. Right, I'm going to get on here now about this NHS nonsense. Ugh, it's popping up in the news again. But I, I knew it was going to come. The mainstream media are starting to fucking scare people again because cold times are coming and Christmas is round the corner and... The hospitals are fucking full and we're all going to be suffering whatever else. No, it's really, really, really annoying me at the minute is. Now, guys, you all know a few weeks ago when I was at the hospital. I'm glad to be scared a few weeks ago. If you haven't knew about what happened to me, I had a bit of an incident there a few weeks ago. I talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. don't really want to go into detail about it again, to be honest with you, because... Um, it's, it's just a wee incident that I'd rather try and forget about. I'm doing okay now, to be honest with you. I'm doing a, a lot better. I'm feeling a lot better, but it just obviously... But no, again, you know, these hospitals, I knew this was coming again, and the Beeb, uh, the Beeb, I call them, the BBC, whatever you want to call them, are doing the same shit again, publishing stories this morning, etc., etc., saying about... Oh, Fucking all this nonsense about the hospitals are struggling again and COVID cases are rising. And oh, it's a fucking absolute nightmare. Honest to God, it really, really is. It's doing my absolute head in at the moment. And 
they're publishing the story this morning about the hospitals being overflowed again and all these people coming in with illnesses and stuff like that and they can't be seen and because of COVID and all that's bollocks and I'm like really? Like seriously? Everybody knows this time of year the hospitals are always busy. They always have been. They always will be. And I applaud the NHS staff for working. I mean, I've worked in hospitals over Christmas times as well, and it's fucking bedlam where your people are coming in. You know, any especially, you know, but at the minute the doctor surgeries and all are still fobbing people off and freaking sending them straight to the hospitals. You know, when I was at the hospital a few weeks ago, there was people that were sitting there and I was talking to them and they were saying, like, oh, why are you here? And they told me, and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, well, oh, my doctor surgery just couldn't see me, so they sent me straight to A&E. Now, the thing that frustrates me at the minute is, guys, right, they're understaffed because, my opinion again, don't believe me, well, then that's obviously your choice, but they fucking sacked half the staff, and they also, a lot of staff have walked away to get better pay and go somewhere else to get a better job. They were sacking staff because they wouldn't get a COVID job, which was bullshit. People were leaving because they weren't getting paid enough for the hours that they were putting in, which is bullshit. They should get paid more money because those people work their asses off to help people every single day of their lives. They were underpaid, underused, and treated like doormats. No wonder they're understaffed. And they're applying for staff or advertising for staff, and nobody wants the fucking job because they're forcing people to take jobs that they don't need to take, and they're underpaying staff and whatever else, and they're overworked, and they're exhausted. So that's why they're understaffed. Because the government won't pay the, the staff the money, especially with inflation at the minute, with the whole cost of living crap. These people are being left, basically being paid under inflation. And they're struggling like everybody else. That's what they are. And now they're, they're publishing stories this morning saying that people are waiting for 15, 20 hours to be seen and stuff like that. No wonder, because there's no fucking staff. People are being left in corridors. And, I mean, I had to sit up there... For what nine hours? And if it had been like ten years ago, I'd have been seen and say two hours or an hour, because there's no staff. Like I remember, I was standing. I couldn't sit down because of my incident I had. I couldn't sit. My legs were like jelly because it was all my feet all day. I couldn't sit down because of the issue I had. Right, and I kept going into the wee nurse's door and says, "You told me you were going to see me two hours ago, oh, with no staff." Like seriously. And these doctor surgeries are still not seeing people, refuse to see people, still doing triages over the telephone and just telling people to go straight to the hospitals, which has put more pressure on the hospitals and means there's more queues, more people, and it's just making it worse. And all because of understaff, underpay, and COVID bullshit. Which is nonsense. So, there you go. It's just, I've seen this this morning and I'm like, just pay the staff what they need, get more staff in and get it sorted. But the government won't pay the staff what they're entitled to and those people are working their fucking asses off sometimes six, seven days a week, especially this time of year. This is the time of year. Like I remember my time when I worked in the hospital one Christmas and it was like, A&E was a fucking nightmare. All the people coming in from their Christmas parties, like drunken incidents, fights, falling over, uh, car accidents, whatever, all coming into A&E. And it's the same as a Saturday night. Fridays and Saturday nights, the weekends, people out fighting in the street, incidents, you know, all car, drink drivers, whatever, all these crappy things that happen. And those poor staff are in there and they're understaffed and they're running around, busting their balls. 
and say somebody legitimately comes in to a and 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 needs emergency help, they're left lying in corridors because there's not enough staff. They're underpaid, and it's like I mean, look at the COVID crap, guys. I mean, seriously, forcing staff to get jobs, or you lose your job. Same as care homes and everything else. That made me fucking so damn angry. And the amount of staff that, like, I was listening to a thing on uh, a live show one night on, on one of the, I don't know what channel it was, I can't remember what it was years ago. A live phone in. And this nurse who was working in the hall as a nurse for 30 plus years was relieved of her duty. I think she was a, a, one of the heads of the ward. Released of her duties after 30 plus years because she didn't want to get a COVID job. Really? I'll tell you another story, which I'm not going to tell any names. And this is a true story. Believe me if you don't want to. But this is a true story. I know a guy from Belfast who was with his girlfriend since he was 13 years of age. And they were 35, right? When this happened. So they've been together for thir- since they were 13. Kids! Married. Two kids of their own. His wife worked in a hospital here in Northern Ireland, which I'm not going to say. And she was told if she didn't get a COVID job, she would die. Or not die, sorry. She would get sacked. And she was working as a nurse since she obviously went to uni, the whole way through. She was doing nursing for years. So she finally was forced to get a job. And what happened to to her? It fucking killed her. She died at 35 years of age. So she did. And that was so heartbreaking to see. So you tell me, why is the NHS struggling at the minute? Because they haven't got enough staff. And they're underpaid. And it's just, okay, everybody always says the NHS is always understaffed. Which I would probably agree with that. But more so than now. And for the likes of these mainstream media coming out, and they're trying to ramp up the bullshit over Christmas and all this, Bullshit. Like, I saw a guy, a politician online the other day, I don't know where the frig he was from, some party, I don't know what party it was. It was on one of them news channels, I can't even remember, it wasn't on BBC or nothing like that, it was one of them news channels, and he was saying, like, I recommend that Christmas, instead of crowding with your family, you should just stay at home in your own wee bubble. Really? Because we're trying to protect the NHS over Christmas. So you want us to lock down again because you're a fucking arsehole? I don't think so. Not happening for me this year. Not that I bar many people, guys, to be quite honest. I only bar my family and stuff like that. You know, me, mum and dad and Tony and my two kids, whatever else. But, no. Not my cup of tea. You can you want to lock yourself away from Christmas away, you fucking go, Scrooge. I'm not doing it. But, yeah, I no, just saw that story this morning about the NHS. And it really sort of, like... I don't know. It's... It's baffling. It really, really... I feel so sorry for those staff, you know... I'll give you a couple of things here. I pulled up here this morning one of the mainstream media's uh, little summaries I like to do it here. It says, uh, even ambulances is another one too as well. It says, A&E, A&E waits and ambulance response times have hit their worst on record across the UK in history. Uh, we see it says here as well, data released on Thursday shows more than 40% of people needing a hospital bed spent more than four hours waiting on trolleys, but approximately even up to eight to 12 hours. The NHS faces crisis uh, on multiple fronts this winter, with nurses and ambulance services workers set to strike in coming weeks. Do you fucking blame them for striking? 
because I don't blame them for striking, because they're being underutilized, underpaid, and overworked. Overworked and paid. And people say, oh, but nurses and doctors and all get wages and stuff like that. Nurses and them, and then like that A&E guys, who I saw personally, did not stop running around. They were understaffed. A&E was packed out that night. And they were running around. And those poor girls and, and guys were just running around like fucking headless chickens, non-stop, constantly. A guy who I know, right, who I worked with in the care homes years ago, left there and went to work at one of the hospitals in Belfast. I'm not going to tell you what hospital he's in, but he's still there to this day. And that man works his ass into the ground. I mean, he works to the bone. That man's working 70, maybe 80 hours a week for his family. He does a bit of work in a &E, He does a bit of work in the wards as well. And that guy is... I actually ran into him about five or six months ago. And that guy looks exhausted. And I mean exhausted. That man is... I, don't, I think he's just running on fumes. He's running on an empty tank. Just fumes. And I spoke to him and I was like, how are you keeping? Oh, he says, don't. He says, I just, I, I, need, I need a break with no, with no staff. People were sacked. People were let go. People were leaving because of a lot of reasons. Underpaid. Working too many hours. Being forced to take a COVID job, which they didn't need to take in the first place. And before you go any, any haters out there going to say anything as well, I'm not an anti-faxer. I believe if you want to take it, you can take it. I've had two jobs and I ain't getting no more. Again, because I've had a lot of people come in all the time calling me an anti-vaxxer and stuff like that. You believe what you want to fucking believe. At the end of the day, I ain't getting no more because of what I've seen and from what I haven't talked about there even a couple of minutes ago. I feel I, I'll get my flu job because I'm in my 40s and everything else. But COVID jobs, no thank you. So before you go on all your wee anti-vaxxer rants and start tweeting me, or not tweeting me, sorry, Instagram messaging me, call me a fucking anti-vaxxer, then you go ahead and do that because you'll be blocked instantly and reported. So you do whatever you want because I got it, I got it all the time. Guys, you won't believe the stuff that I get called. Like I get called uh, a racist, a homophobic. I get called an anti-vaxxer all the time. So before you go around on and on and on and on, do whatever you have to do because I don't listen to you. I just block you right away. Anyway, go back to the story. You know, I was talking to him, he, says, he just said to me, Matthew, we're, we're snowed under. We are literally snowed under. And I wonder why they're always saying about the NHS being so bad. It's because we've no staff. And we asked the government, the, you know, the, the, the people who employ us to try and get more staff in. People don't want to work there anymore because they're being treated so bad. And even people who work out on, on like community care workers and stuff like that, and people who work in care homes and all, are exactly the same. Exactly the same. My, I know a lot of my friends who are community care workers. My ex-wife's a fucking community care worker. I haven't spoke to her for years, but I'm sure during COVID was a fucking nightmare for her. That's Brooklyn Lewis's mum. I'm sure that she's probably fucking out running around going mad too as well. Because of the whole, whatever was happening at the time with lockdowns and whatever else. And I have a friend, a couple of friends of mine who... Or community care workers on my Facebook, and they're openly public about it and saying you know, how they feel about the way the NHS is being treated. So, I just thought I'd bring it up this morning again, guys. Let me know what you think about the whole NHS situation and the way the mainstream media is trying to ramp it up over Christmas again. Because they are. And I say it every day. The, main, the two main ones are the likes of the BBC and whatever else, and they're ramping it up again for Christmas. But you don't really hear about COVID anymore on TV, do you? Don't notice that. But I reckon coming in towards Christmas, you'll probably hear it again. 
But again, a lot of people are just getting on with their lives, which we should have done from the very start. But again, that's just my opinion on it. But no, guys, let me know what you think about the NHS staff. Do you think they're underpaid? Do you think they're being underutilised? They're being used more and they're working too many hours? And it It's just a whole big fuck-up, to be quite honest with you, the way they're being treated. And I feel so sorry for those staff. I would hate to be working in a car home today, especially. Oh, my God, it would drive me insane. Imagine what it was like working in them car homes during COVID. Holy shit. It was bad enough when we were there back in the day where you had a lot of residents to look after and you had certain things you had to do when it came to looking after them and the regular stuff you had to do, obviously, all the time, which was just part of your job. But, I mean, like, can you imagine whenever that COVID stuff came around, how, how, how serious it was in car homes? You know what I mean? But, I don't know, guys. Let me know. Drop me an email. Mirror on me podcast at yahoo.com. What do you think about this whole situation with the... Uh, the NHS, I don't know, it's bonkers, so it is, here, I saw a wee story, I wanted to bring this up today, this is hilarious, a lot of you have always, a lot of you always ask me all the time, Matthew, why aren't you on Twitter anymore, and I give you as a reason why I'm not on Twitter anymore, because it's all full of mentals and fucking head cases and people hiding behind fake accounts, who just love to be trolls and whatever else, and they're just vile, disgusting human beings who shouldn't even be on social media, they should be locked up in a padded cell somewhere, getting fed their medication every morning because they're just fucking bunkers on Twitter. Some sick, sick individuals on Twitter. And as you all know, Elon Musk has took over Twitter recently, which is an interesting subject, should we say. But I saw this this morning, and I had to laugh at this. I saw this this morning floating around online, and I read on it says, Elon Musk turns Twitter into hotel for staff. <laughs> Listen to this here. <laughs> it says here... Uh, this con- obviously the people who who publish this. I'm not going to give them any promotions. They've been given photos. They've been given the photos of the Twitter office space that has been converted into bedrooms. But in San Francisco, authorities are probing it as a possible building code violation in the Twitter headquarters. <laughs> one of my what's it say here? One image shows a room with a double bed, including a wardrobe and slippers. An ex worker says the new Twitter boss Elon Musk has been staying at the headquarters since he bought the firm. Email last month saying the staff there will be need to be extreme. Uh, we need to be extremely hardcore to succeed. Holy shit! And I'm going through some of the pictures and stuff here. Just put a couple of beds and stuff like that there into it. Now here, I want to give you my opinion on this guy, Elon Musk. What he's what I've been reading about the last week or two is, but what he's been trying to do is basically get rid of the bots, as they're called, the fake accounts, the trolls, the the people who hide behind their wee egg pictures on their fucking profile. You know, the reason why I left Twitter is not because it didn't like to be criticised or whatever out there, guys. Because you know yourself, the, law, the, the the way of social media bullying is, you know, if you're in an open public forum, like for example, say I post a, a post on Instagram publicly or a post on the fan page on Facebook publicly, right? And use comment, whatever I'll on saying, oh, I think you're a shit, Matthew, blah, blah, blah. That's an open public forum. Nothing can be done about it. But when you start direct mailing people directly and start targeting abuse of them, then that's obviously harassment, slander, definition of character, blah, 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 blah. So for, I'm just going to let a, a wee warning out there now for people who are on even Instagram who do send me quite a lot of regular messages, requests with your wee troll accounts. Don't think you can't be fucking found because you can. And once you start DMing people directly, that's actually an illegal offence which you could be fucking hammered for in front of a judge. Now, if I put a, say, a picture up on the fan page on Facebook and you just come in and go, 
Ah, that frog was fucking crap. I hate you, you big baldy, whatever, blah, 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 blah. There's nothing I can do about it. Okay, I'll block you. But there's nothing I can do about it. But if you start direct mailing me personally, directly, and I can find out where you are and who you are, then you will be nailed for it. That's the way social media works, especially when it comes to court cases, police, etc. That's the way it works. So for anybody out there who does like to mail me all the time, I don't like you. I think you're shit. I think... That's fine. Well, if it's a stupid wee comment, that's fine. But when it starts getting serious, that's when I start taking action against people. I ignore, ignore 99% of it, but then there's always that 1% of people who are let out of their pot itself for the day and think they can go out and troll people to the point where, yeah, the police will be involved and you'll be getting a knock at your door. That's the way social media works. But this is what Elon Musk is doing right now. He's trying to get rid of all these troll accounts and bot accounts and whatever else he's trying to do on there and make the platform more attractive for people to come on to because i know a lot of people who've left twitter because it's mental now i do run twitter accounts for uh some of the work that i do like businesses and whatnot and i do the social media for uh the welders football club and stuff i got there which includes twitter facebook etc 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 but again you know he's trying to make the platform more tractable a lot of people are saying he's a bit controversial, which he probably can be, but at the end of the day, he's trying to make the platform better for more people to come into. And a lot of the majority of the bot accounts, as they're called, are getting wiped off the floor, which is great to see. But my opinion on social media is, guys, and this is my personal opinion on it, and people may think I'm wrong and may think I'm full of crap when I say this, but see the way trolling and online bullying is to the extreme nowadays where it's getting people to the point where they end up going depressed or even possibly taking their own life because of online harassment and bullying. One story always sticks with me is the Robin Williams situation where Robin Williams took his own life a lot of years ago and then his daughter got slated on Twitter by this one particular troll who would not fucking leave her alone. He DM'd her, he constantly harassed her online and it got to the point where it went to court and he ended up going to jail because of what he was doing. And that story always sticks in my head. You know, I seen some of the, the screenshots that were posted online years ago, like saying, oh, your dad deserved to fucking die. You should die too and all. Like what type of sick person sits there and does that? Now, the most some of the trolls that I get are, are a mixture of adults, which I've obviously prosecuted, teenage boys, right up to the age of maybe 18, 19, which I have prosecuted as well. So they'll have a criminal record the rest of their life. So... You know, it, it's 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 sad, and the point I'm trying to make here about social media is why I think social media should be as nice. Is if you have a social media account, you have to prove who you are before you have an account. Whether you upload a picture of your passport or confirm your credit card details, or whatever. Not that they'll be charged or shared amongst anybody else. Obviously, under the whole data protection law or data protection law, you know, obviously all that data is kept safe and it'll not be shared with anybody else etc etc you have to prove who you are before you set up that account which then starts the effect of keeping the trolls away and the the crazies and the the, the, the head head the balls i call them where they're not on there and they're not targeting people because i you see all the time people getting online abuse to the point where they're taking their own lives or they've tried to take their own lives or they do things that they shouldn't be doing and for what and this is where Elon Musk is coming in with Twitter and trying to, you know, stop all this. And he's trying to get rid of the bots which is and the fake accounts, which is a good thing. 
But at the moment, I would not go back on Twitter. People ask me all the time, would you go back on Twitter? Hell no. I'm not going to sit there and watch some fucking asshole sitting in his wee fucking back room in his mummy's house going, I'm going to go on today and tell Matthew Murray to go and hang himself or I'm going to go and tell Matthew Murray's this and that. Like some of the stuff that I used to get on Twitter was sick. Like people call me a pedophile. People call me like a bad dad. People call me sexist, homophobic. Saying that I was racist. Like, what the fuck? I'm for, I'm for what? To get a kick out of it? Oh, yeah, I made Moffy Moore lose his fucking marbles and crack up where he went and killed himself. Really? That's the type of sick individuals are on that Twitter platform. And I refuse to go back on there again. I refuse to go back on the Twitter for a lot of reasons. But again, if it ever got to the point where you had to prove yourself to be on that platform, like, show yourself... Uh, I'm not that would be grand I would go on certainly and I would obviously anybody come in with their their direct messages and to the point where the, the, the trolling got extreme then obviously would know who they were and how to get to them and whatever else but I applaud Elon Musk for doing this I know he's a bit controversial and people may think he's a bit mad in the clouds and all whatever like but at the end of the day he's trying to make the platform more attractive it's a business at the end of the day I always look at social media in a way where it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. In a way, it's a good thing where you can promote your business, whatever else, and promote events and different things. They got their talk to family from the other side of the world, communicate with friends, make new friends, you know, all different things you can do on social media. But then there's obviously the dark side to it where you see the crazy people sitting there just thinking it's fucking hilarious to come in with their cheeky comments and their sarcastic comments and just thinking they're funny and it's just, it's not really. It's just sad. I've said this a million times before. It's sad. It really is so, so sad. But at the end of the day, that's people's, you know, that's that's the way they want to live their life. Then go ahead and fucking live your life like that. You know, you're a sad individual who has no life and you're probably jealous or sad or whatever. It's just pathetic. But Elon Musk, you know, he... <laughs> That that story about putting the beds and all that there and they're trying to hammer him for it. Like it's that it, it, some people need to get themselves a life. He's trying to, to change the business. He's trying to change the game, and he's he's a businessman and he's trying to make Twitter better. You know what I mean? You don't see as many. Well, you do obviously see people coming in, and some people are completely stupid with the go and the show who they are and the proof who they are, and then they still go on and troll. So. They're just stupid individuals who are going to stand in front of a judge. It's really, really sad, but that's the world we live in now, guys. People are just, you know, and at the end of the day, people may be listening to me now talking and saying, oh, but you can't take criticism. And all. Yes, I can. I don't give a shit what you say. At the end of the day, I get messages on Instagram, especially the most place I get contacted on saying to me, oh, well, I think your vlogs are shit and I think you're useless. No, well, that's fine. Block, bye-bye, see ya. I'm not going to waste my breath commenting to you. As I said before, a lot of months ago, guys, years ago, it would have bothered me. See, now I couldn't give two monkeys. I really couldn't. I just look at it and go, that's just negative. And even when I do a live stream on Instagram as well, which I was, was planning to do one this week, actually, but I haven't got around to doing it yet. Um, you know, people coming in like, uh, all these wee cheeky comments, and it's just like, one button solves that problem. Block. Bye. I get people all the time saying I can't take criticism, which is complete and total bullshit. And that's the truth. So it is. It's just nonsense. I, I just laugh it off now. Brush it off the shoulder. Move on to the next day. I'll still be doing what I'm doing while you're still sitting there 
find the next person to troll because you're not getting a reaction. So there you go. But fair play to Elon Musk for the work that he's doing to Twitter. And if you don't agree with me, if you do agree with me, whatever, drop me an email, let me hear what you think about it. Marami Podcast at yahoo.com. Let me go. Right, guys, I want to go on to the favorite. I've actually forgot the announcements at the start of the podcast. I'm so, so silly for doing this. Um, <laughs> it's now time for the favorite segment of the week. I love this. I actually had four people lined up for this, this segment. It's the night time for the Moor Army Podcast Jackass of the Week segment. And there's my wee friend, the donkey. Two words of the donkey I actually watch on, is it Instagram? Ah, Instagram. I found one of his wee videos one time. He's called Monty the, is it Monty the Singing Donkey, I think his name is. And the way donkeys make the whole, oh, ee, oh, ee, oh, no, that, well, he, whenever he comes out in the morning, his owner, and, and says good morning to him, he, he can't even do an ee, properly. It's so, so funny. He, he, like, he goes, ee, like he's singing. So he's like a singing donkey. And it's so hilarious to watch. Monty, his name is Monty. Just type in the, I think he's on TikTok too as well. I don't know, but I found him on Instagram. Monty the, the donkey, Monty, M-O-N-T-E. Honestly, you'll laugh your leg off. And he runs around Herbie Farm area and he's... It's just the way he does his wee E-aw. It's so fucking funny. It's hilarious. I showed it to Brooke and her boyfriend there last week and Brooke's boyfriend, Paul, was pissed himself laughing. Is that really him, Matthew? And I'm like, yeah, it's hilarious. Such a sad life I lead. <laughs> but no, honestly, um, I had a couple people lined up for Jackass of the Week this week. Um, as you all know, last week's Jackass of the Week was the Chinese government. I'm uh, releasing the way they're treating them people, which is fucking disgusting. Like, but um, after a bit of de- deliberation, I had finalised it down to two until this morning. And I think you probably know who I'm going to be naming as the Jack Asses of the week for this week. So there you go. Right, let's get into it. The Murami Podcast Jackass of the week for this week is drum roll, please. Much. The Moor Army podcast jackasses of the week for this week is Harry and Megan. There you go. Probably gonna laugh that and go, well, well, yeah, sure. Mixed opinions. I don't really care. Uh, yes, Harry and Megan are the jackasses of the week for this week, and you probably know the reason why, which I'm not gonna really get into much because I've already had a rant about them earlier on this podcast. But yeah, Harry and Megan are the Moor Army podcast jackasses of the week now here's the thing if you have any stories out there or anybody who you think should be jackass of the week for the uh, each thursday's episode of the mirror army unleashed podcast drop me an email mirror army podcast at yahoo.com or email or message me on instagram or the facebook fan page who do you think should be the mirror army jackass of the week if you're flicking through a story somewhere and you think that person's a complete jackass, send the story to me with a link or whatever it is and I'll read it and I think they're great enough for the jackass of the week, I'll certainly name them. So will I will name them jackass of the week. <laughs> or jackasses. Sometimes, depends. But uh, yes, they are the jackasses of the week for this week. So, yep, there you go. <laughs> they are the jackasses of the week for this week because <sighs> you probably know the reason why they're jackasses of the week because they're just absolute numpties, two of them. But anyway, yes, I want to get into some of your quick more of your questions here before I head down the road here because I've been look at some look at the machine here over an hour. Gee whiz, I've been talking for over a bloody hour again. Good God Almighty! And just as I'm sitting here now, the sun's just creeped through my window, but it's still bloody ball freezing outside. <laughs> right, let's go in here and have a wee look at some of your questions. Right, uh, let's have a look here. One here from where are we? Sharon. 
Sharon wants to know, Matthew, what is your go-to TV series right now at the moment you're watching? Love the podcast. Thanks for answering my question. Keep the good work up. Okay, go-to TV series. I, mean, I don't really have one, to be honest with you. I haven't really had time to watch TV lately. Now, in saying that there, the last sort of TV series I was watching with Brick, and you're going to laugh at this when I tell you the truth. We've been watching the new remake of Saved by the Bell, season two. Yeah, that's the last sort of time I've really got a chance to watch TV properly. Obviously, I've been watching bits of the World Cup and you know, bits and bobs on the TV and stuff like that. But with being out so much lately and being away all the time, it's just like there's a couple of like, there's one there Brooks watching at the minute. I think or Brooke talked about it, whatever on Netflix called Wednesday. It's the uh, the daughter from the Adams family Wednesday. It's this new TV series on Netflix. Apparently, it's a good watch. Might give it a go. Don't know, um, but go to TV shows at the minute. Nothing in particular, to be honest. I'm in the middle of watching season two of the new series by the Bell with Brooke because Brooke loved the when they made the remake of it back in 2020. Um, we watched the full first season, me and her, and they brought out season two, which now we were able to access here in the UK. And we're able to watch that there, but we haven't watched a couple well, for about a week or two now because obviously Brooke's been away doing things and I've been doing things, whatever else, but. I watched that uh, new movie of The Rocks recently. That's not a series, it's a movie. Um, Black Adam. It was quite good. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but TV series at the minute, I don't know. It's not really there. I really put my hand. I want to give that program Wednesday a go. So I've seen a lot of people talking about it online too as well. And Brooks said apparently it's really, really good. So what are you? What are you what's your go-to TV series? I, I Mine's is... At the minute, I don't know really have one to be quite honest with you. But anyway, thanks for your question. Um, I do appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, it's at the minute I don't really get much time to watch TV, apart from the World Cup, and obviously I watch my my, my sport on TV or whatever else. So yeah, it's I don't know. It's not one of those programs I really go to, but we'll get that program Wednesday go. Hopefully, it's uh it's decent. Okay, I have one here from Samuel. Samuel writes me a message here saying. Hi Matthew, I love watching your vlogs all the time. I know you and Lewis travel up and down the country all the time in local football, which is great to see for the local game. But my question to you is, does Lewis actually play football himself, whether it be for school or another team, apart from being down the road with you every week? Love the podcasts, love all the videos on YouTube, keep up the good work. Well, to answer your question, Lewis does want to play football now. In fact, as we record this podcast today, he's actually away for a trial for the school football team. So he is. So fingers crossed. Obviously, always, he, he's been training quite a bit behind the scenes at the Welders training ground on a Tuesday night where he, he wants to be a goalkeeper. He's been, obviously, he's getting into goalkeeping at the minute, but he's been training with our goalkeeping coach. He's been training with the two goalkeepers, or three, all three goalkeepers at the Welders. He's been training uh, hard, and the boys have been teaching him some drills and whatever else. So he has been training really, really hard. Um, at the minute, he wants to play for the school team. And then when he gets to about 15, 16, he wants to try for the under 18s at the Welders. So, yeah, he's, uh, God love him, he's the training he's putting in for the goalkeeping is just really, really good. God love him, and he's trying his hardest. And, and respect the our boys up at the Welders too, um, Joe, Ben and Sam, who bring him in and just are brilliant with him. You know, you've seen a couple of videos pop up in my vlog. Like, I think the last one I put up was down at Warren Point a few weeks ago where he was down there and there was... And part of the warm up and stuff like that, and he dropped one of the balls, and Sam, the goalkeeper, was shouting at him, going, "Lewis, what are you doing?" <laughs> but uh, no, he, he is—he's doing a lot of training. 
And he's a, tri- he's a trial this afternoon here for the school football team, so no doubt if he does get picked for the team, he'll be in the blog talking about it. And we will be going to, there's a match next week, I think it is, so if that's the case, we'll be going there next week to cheer him on. So well, but uh, yeah, he's he's determined, and he said one t- when he gets older, he obviously wants to try for the under eighteens at the welders and try and work his way through the ranks and stuff like that. There, so fair play to him because he does love the welders. He loves being there because obviously all the team loves him, the boys love him, and he's well respected there and they look after him well. So yeah, that's to answer your question. He's wanting to play one day, hopefully for the welders as a goalkeeper. So maybe he'll become an Irish League uh, big time goalkeeper and earn loads of money and look after his dad. Not that there's loads of money there in the Irish League, to be honest, but maybe they could sign up and go across the water and become a Premier League player and look after his old dad for once. <laughs> I'm kidding. Thanks for your question. I do appreciate it. Okay, but one here from Michael. This looks like a really interesting one, actually. Michael says to me, Hi, Matthew. Love the podcast and love your YouTube channel. I came across your YouTube channel a couple of years ago when you'd done a video up in Belfast where you grew up in the Shankill Estate, growing up behind Crumlin Road Courthouse. I too am from Belfast myself, around about the same age as you. I just want to ask you what your experiences were like growing up in the early days of your life in the Troubles in Northern Ireland. I know you did say on one of your uh, YouTube videos that you left Belfast in 1992. I would like to know what your experiences, what your memories have, if you have any, of growing up during the Troubles leading into the early 90s and late 80s. Love your podcast, love your videos, keep up the good work. Hopefully we won't one day run into you in Belfast, we could grab a beer or a coffee. Oh, that's an interesting question. Right, where should I start with this one? I know I've been recording for quite a bit, like, but I'll try and go on here. Um, yes, i done that video up there a couple of years ago. Um, stood outside my old house and stuff and whatever else, but thanks for obviously watching the videos. I do appreciate it. Um, you came across the video you came across to start watching our channel. Um... Yeah, I have a lot of memories from being up there back in the day, guys. Um, a lot of bad memories, a lot of good memories. Um, always remember, I could talk about that in one of the vlog, in that vlog as well, about all the things that I used to do during the summer and stuff, and all the the good things that I used to see up there. But obviously, there's a lot of bad things. I actually won't mind going back up there again there even before. I was actually thinking we could back up there before Christmas again because I think they're going to start building new houses on where my old house used to be. Um. Yeah, it was it was tough growing up there up until I left in ninety two. Uh, I was bullied quite a lot up there as well. Um, but I do remember a lot of things going on up there during the troubles. You know, with the the whole so what do you even call it? What do you call it? A war between obviously both sides of the community, Protestant, Catholics, and stuff like that. There, and you always hear all these different things and see all these different things. And you know, mum and dad were very protective of me, let even let me go out and play in the street because obviously they didn't want me to get sucked into something that I didn't want to be sucked into and stay away from all the trouble and stuff like that there but it was tough at times growing up there you know when I do have a lot of bad memories up there but again I have a lot of good memories from growing up there as a child a lot of great memories from the summers and obviously you know different things that went on up there and it was tough it really was tough growing up there back in the day um more so for mum and dad as well obviously because at the time when it was just us three before Tony came along it was it was hard, you know, struggling back then. Dad worked his ass off full time and mum was at home, you know, keeping the home and stuff like that there and whatever else and raising me as well. And Dad was working in the city council at the time, working his ass off all the hours he could get his hands on the train, you know, put food on the table, etc. And oh, I always have really good memories with fond memories of living up there. And every time I go back up there again, all the memories just keep flooding back again. So, but yeah, it was... Uh, 
it was it was an interesting time growing up, especially in the troubles when you used to hear about people being shot and people being killed and bombs going off in town, bombs going off in different parts of the road, and then you know. I always remember that story. I think I told about it in that vlog. Actually, the time that there was a uh, a van drove behind the courthouse in Crumlin Road, right into the estate that was parked nearby where our house was, and near my school because my school wasn't too far from where I used to live. And they uh, moved us from school that day and walked us right round to the house. And you know, it was just a weird experience, knowing the fact that there was a bomb near your house, and then Dad was interviewed on TV and all because of it as well. And it was just one of those eerie days that I always remember, but. You know, it was, it was just so tough growing up there back in the day. Obviously, it's all changed up there now, and it's not the same anymore as what it used to be. Um, but again, there's always people going around, you know, and this still annoys me to this day, guys, and I've been totally honest with you. There's people up there who still go by the old school mentality, you know, it's like, hit the other side of the community, don't ever talk to them, don't do this, don't do that. The world's not like that anymore. You know, where I grew up in the day, it was like, you know, I was in the Protestant side of the community and there was Catholics on the other side. It was like, I remember hearing like my friend's parents and all saying to the parents sent him, don't you ever, ever want to hear you catch you talking to a Catholic. I don't want you ever to be a friend of a Catholic. Don't even speak to them. Don't go anywhere near them. Hate them, hate them, hate them, hate them. Which I think was complete bullshit. You know, I bring my kids up now to say to them, you know, I don't, whether you're Protestant, Catholic, Chinese, Japanese, Pakistani, Indian, wherever you're from, I don't know, wherever your country is you're from, I don't care. Treat people how you expect to be treated yourself, and if them people are good to you, then you be good back to them. But back in them days, it was a different story. You know, it was during the troubles, the whole things they got there. It was just a whole big. Oh, but I have a lot of good memories from up there back in the day. You know, growing up and stuff. But obviously, I do have the bad memories too as well. But yeah, it's it's, it's it was tough, especially my parents as well. It was tough. So it was, but thanks for your email. I do appreciate. It. Listen, I'll draw, I'll reply. I'll reply to your message. So well, and uh, if we're ever if we're, we'll try and arrange something one day, maybe if I'm in Belfast again, we can hook up for a coffee or something like that. We'll have a chat about the old times. But uh, yeah, I I just love meeting new people and stuff. And if you're interested, you can say about meeting up one time for a beer or a coffee, whatever. Certainly, I'll I'll drop you a message and we'll try and arrange something, and we'll go and have a coffee or something and have a nice chat every time I'm up in Belfast again. So. Thanks for your message. I do appreciate it. Right, guys, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to head down the road here now and <laughs> go and get this fucking Christmas tree down. Uh, finally. I know you're probably thinking, God, you're a week late and all, Matthew. Why is your tree up and all? Like, it's just a nightmare. So it is an absolute bloody nightmare. Hey-ho, it has to be done. It's Christmas. Let's get into the Christmas spirit, eh? Oh, dear. People keep asking me all the time what we're doing for Christmas this year. Nothing. People keep asking me what I want for Christmas this year. Nothing. Honestly, I don't want nothing for Christmas this year. I've told Brick and Lace, like, as long as the kids are sorted out, I'm happy. You know what I mean? There is a, maybe one or two things I would love for Christmas this year, but I'm not going to get them. And you may think to yourself, what the hell does he want for Christmas? Can't be telling you that now. That's a surprise. But no, honestly, it's, uh, it's, it's, I can't believe it's near Christmas already. It's crazy. Absolutely, the years just went by like that. Just flew by so quick. You wouldn't even see it. It was just gone. But anyway, I'm going to go, guys. So once again, thank you for tuning in. I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a vlog today at some point where I'm going to be obviously vlogging us putting the Christmas tree up and stuff like that there. So stay tuned for that coming up on the channel. Um, what am I up to this weekend? Oh, goodness me. I'm a football on Saturday. Uh, what am I doing Friday? 
my God, I can't even remember. I can't even remember what day it is. It's, it's almost Thursday, but I just can't remember. Ugh, heads away. Um, we're at home this weekend, guys. If you're about Belfast this weekend, you want to come to a football game, local football game in Northern Ireland. Hornworth Builders are playing Balnamalard United, former Premier, League, former Premier League club. At our place, 3 o'clock kickoff, Blanceflower Stadium. If you want to come along to that there, it'd be great to see you there. Um, I'm out. On, I'm actually heading out on Saturday night for a bit. Woohoo! I'm out for once. Hey. Um, I've been invited out on Saturday night by a friend, so I'm not going to clubbing or nothing like that there. I'm just sort of going to a friend's house to chill out and switch off from the world for a couple of hours and be home at a reasonable hour or early. I don't like to stay at the stupid o'clock. Um, so yeah, I'm out on Saturday evening, so I'm looking forward to that. And then, is it Sunday? What day is it? England's playing Saturday. Is it Saturday night they're playing? So I'll probably catch the England game I'm out too as well. Um, yeah. So pretty much, it's going to be a, an hour busy weekend for me. Um, obviously working too as well, so it's going to be an hour busy busy weekend. But guys, I hope you all have a great weekend out there yourselves. Um, enjoy yourselves whatever you're doing. And if you are about Belfast, you want to go and check out a local football game. Come along Saturdays. And if you want to know where we are, um, you know we'll see you there at, at Blansford Stadium. Come up and say hello to us. We'd love to meet you all because there's been a lot of these coming over the last couple of weeks. We've been home. And came along just to say hi. So, yeah, it's been great to meet you all. So, if you're about and you want to come watch a local football game, come and check us out. You get to see our brand new stadium. And uh, you'll have a good time while you're there as well. So, But it's going to be fun. Right, guys, I'm going to go now. So, once again, if you're listening to us here on YouTube, uh, subscribe to this uh, channel. The link below. Don't forget to hit subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple Music and Spotify, add us to your playlist. I would appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to send us an email if you want to get in touch with us, Podcast at yahoo.com. All the social media, whether it be Instagram, official Matthew Moore, or Moore Army YouTube channel on Facebook. And don't forget to get your orders in now for the Christmas merchandise on moorarmy.co.uk. Your Christmas merchandise is now available. Ho, ho, ho. Let us see us in your Christmas jumpers, your Christmas t-shirts, and your women's and men's t-shirts, whatever it is you have. And people out there who are asking for different sizes, bigger sizes, we have been on the ball because a lot of you have been asking for bigger sizes because you like bigger, comfier jumpers. We have been asking for bigger sizes. So there you go. But to get them in a couple of days, and obviously I want to see, obviously you're using your Christmas jumpers because I'm getting my mind. I actually finally get around to order mine the other day of a supplier, so they should be here in a day or two. Murarmy.co.uk, you can go and get all your Christmas merch and also a Christmas post or your Murarmy posters and. I know, you hear jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> they created jigsaw puzzles. Brilliant. All right, guys, until next Tuesday, have a great weekend. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I'll get back to you most as I can over the next few days as well in relation to the Harry and Meghan stuff. I'll reply to a lot of you on emails and messages myself directly, so you will be hearing from me. So until next Tuesday, guys, hope you all have a great weekend, and I will see you back here next Tuesday for another episode of the Murami Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys.